Hey lady, do you sometimes feel like you've lost yourself? Are you internalizing your feelings and walking around on eggshells either at home or at work? Maybe there is something missing in your life, but you just can't quite figure out what it is. Or even worse, you know what it is, but you feel stuck and you can't move forward. Well, I have been there more often than I care to admit. I spent more than 20 years climbing the corporate ladder only for it to come to an abrupt end during a 10-minute meeting. (laughs) I was so busy climbing that ladder to satisfy one aspect of myself that I neglected to take the time I needed to really focus on how to achieve true balance in every aspect of my life. Hi, I'm Anya Day, and welcome to the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast, where I give women practical tips on how to find their voice through changing their mindset, identifying their passion, and owning their story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, go grab your favorite glass of wine or cup of tea if you're driving, relax, And let's peel away the layers of our complex onion to unleash our authentic voice that the world deserves to hear. Hey, everybody. So this is the official episode one of the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. I'm so excited. You have no idea how long it took me to record this episode. Those of y'all who didn't listen to my intro, I actually bought this microphone (laughs) and set up last year for Christmas and promised myself that I was going to get it done by the spring. Well, how many of you all know that most of what we thought we were going to do in the spring, we did not do. So it just never happened. Fast forward to the summertime and actually before that I had been saying yes I'm gonna do it yes I'm gonna do it and then I never did it oh I said oh I'll get it done after I get my book done nope book still isn't done (laughs) and I'm just like no I need to go ahead and do this I I can't make excuses for myself because I don't like when other people make excuses so here is the podcast the good the bad and the ugly whoever wants to listen to I'm sure they will whoever doesn't then they're not my target so it's okay so one of the people who I started really listening to in the podcast world was Jessica Hurley she has a podcast called the stranded phase I discovered her earlier this year ironically right around the time that I lost my job when I was searching to make sure nobody was taking the name of the podcast that I wanted in my head. So periodically I would do these searches. And I think one time when I did that search, I think Jessica popped up. Anyway, so I have been following her for some time. And then fast forward to the summertime, she did this class and I joined her course, the course that she was offering at the time. Amazing. She owns a podcast agency called Instapod. And they are actually producing my podcast. They, well, not they, Jessica is just the bomb.com. And we were in this cohort related to this class. And I remember one day attending class while I was sitting at a restaurant actually outside. And I was basically hemming and hawing about, you know, how much of myself do I really want to put out there in the podcast? Now, at the end of the day, yes. The name of this podcast is Find Your Voice and Own It. And it wasn't about me 
not wanting to own certain things. It was about there are some subjects that are more sensitive than others and how much of that part of me do I want to put out there, number one. Number two, still trying to, in this world of navigating, you know, am I going to represent myself this way or am I trying to go back into corporate America? Not that I couldn't go back into corporate America, so that doesn't matter. But (laughs) it was about me... I was basically making excuses, I guess, like I'm doing now. And during that conversation, when we were in class, everybody was like, okay, well, you have an amazing story to tell. Just put yourself out there. Just do it. And they said, during that conversation, Jessica was like, that's the name of your first, that's your first, your first episode. It's about being vulnerable and that being rule number one. And the fact that we have to be vulnerable in order to get to our next place. Like that's the, to me, that's the whole concept of being vulnerable. And when my cohort classmates were saying, just go ahead, yes, just do whatever you want to do. And really just kind of pushed me over the edge to say, yes, okay, I know that I'm called to do this. I need to do this. Stop running, basically. Fast forward, that was in August. You see, it's Well, you don't see necessarily, but this is the end of November, 2020. Um, So I'm now at that place where, okay, but even this week when it came, the last three weeks, I have been charged longer than that with recording these episodes. And in literally the last three weeks, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get it done this weekend. I'm gonna get it done. I'm gonna get it done. I'm gonna get it done. Life got in the way sometimes. Sometimes I made excuses. And it wasn't until last night when I actually recorded the intro that I really got free. And it was funny because I sent the message or Jessica sent me a message and I sent her a message back. And she was like, just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. (laughs) So it's really, you know, I've learned to try to get out of my own way. And it's scary as hell to put yourself out there, but it's also empowering on so many levels. So you have to be able to put your walls down to some extent. You have no idea how someone may react if you never do. Some may really like what you say or do, and some may not. And that's okay. There's nothing you can do about those people though. Just remember that. They're going to think what they want to think anyway, or they're going to say what they want to say anyway. There's not always something you can do about that. I think what is important, there are a lot of things that are important about vulnerability, but it doesn't mean that you're weak. Vulnerability is more like a feeling. It's more like a, it shows your strength. It shows that you're courageous. It shows that you're willing to put yourself out there, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that is just where I'm at. And there is a fine line with that, I get. One of the greatest people, in my opinion, to speak about vulnerability is Brene Brown. And she is known, this is basically what she's known for. I think her background was in social work. And she's studied shame and vulnerability and courage for the last 20, 30 years. And I stumbled upon her probably about five or six years ago. And I've been in awe of her ever since. And she has a series, a number of different books that really go into detail about vulnerability and shame and things like that. And shame being this and this like extremely painful feeling, believing that something is wrong with you or you're flawed and then therefore you're not worthy of belonging or accepting and how that's then tied to vulnerability, which vulnerability is 
she defines it as that uncertainty, the risk, emotional exposure, and feeling like you have to kind of step out there and show up and be seen. And not all of us necessarily want to be seen. Not all of us necessarily want to let those walls down. I would consider myself a very introverted person who just happens to be to like building relationships and I like getting to know people. So some may argue that I'm an extrovert, but I don't know. To me, I'm an introvert who happens to be able to turn it on and off when I need to. So I think that understanding vulnerability and the, and accepting it and realizing that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to put yourself out there and what it can then manifest or give you. Something else that Brene says is that vulnerability is an understanding, is the birthplace of courage and the other meaning-making experiences in our lives. Imagine that. Let me just say that one more time. She defines vulnerability and what she says that vulnerability and understanding are the birthplace of courage and the other meaning making experiences in our lives. So think about all the things that mean something to you. Think about those important milestones in your life and the fact that you had to show some level of vulnerability in order to accomplish them. So let's just say you are an entrepreneur. I'll use that one as an example. You had to put yourself out there. You had to make a decision. Something had to click in your head to say, okay, I'm going to be courageous enough to do this thing. I'm going to be courageous enough to hit submit on this application for this job that I've always wanted. I'm going to be courageous enough to say, okay, let ask this person, will you marry me? Will you spend the rest of my life, your life with me? You're going to be courageous enough to try to have another baby after suffering a significant loss. You're going to be courageous enough to say, okay, I'm going to leap. I'm going to leave my secure lifestyle of making six figures and not look for a job. Those things involve courage. Those things show vulnerability. But if those things, if that initial stepping out there doesn't occur, then how do you get to the next thing? You just got to do it. Do it and do it scared. I mean, that is to me one of the things I think that just got me to where I am. It's being able to kind of own that willingness to do it and understand, okay, I'm going to be uncomfortable, but it's okay to be uncomfortable because if I don't do it, then how am I going to know what could or couldn't have happened? It determines like how courageous you are and how do you get to your next wealthy place and really accomplish your purpose if you don't put yourself out there about certain things. I think that there are a lot of things that make us scared. And to some people, again, it's about people, some people perceive it as a moment of weakness. So if a man overly shares his feelings, he can be labeled as weak, as being too vulnerable. But women, quite frankly, sometimes it's expected of us. And that's a double standard, but think about all of the things that you need to be vulnerable for. And vulnerability and manifest manifest so many things. And I, I want to go through three of them today in terms of what vulnerability can manifest in your life. Number one, strong relationship. When you resist the urge to be vulnerable, you risk gaining a true connection. Think about it. When you meet somebody, 
you all and you develop the, a relation, whether it's a man-woman relationship or a good girlfriend or a good guy-friend relationship, you all connect on some level. And oftentimes that connection point is something where you're showing a little bit more of yourself than you normally would. Or you admit to something that you're telling this person because they're a stranger and they're not going to judge you for it as much as the next person who may have known you for 20 years will. I know that I've connected with people like that because it's that um, I feel more courageous when I'm in front of people I don't know. Hell, this whole concept of Anya Day and creating a life that I wanted and wanting to just, not that I had a miserable life, but going to my next wealthy place in my mind and doing something that I just want to do without having to deal with potential criticisms from the people who are closest to you. It's not about that I can't accept criticisms because I can, but people who know you judge you differently than people who are just meeting you. It's like the slate is wiped clean, so to speak. Anyway, so you gain that true connection by accepting that vulnerability and just going with the punches, saying what you want to say, expressing what is really on your mind in a way that maybe you haven't done before. Those are the things that build connections. Those are the things that then build and foster strong relationships. You have to let your wall down. I think that with me, I happen to be married to my 12-year boyfriend that I had when I was 12. (laughs) And he was my first real love. And we parted ways when I was in high school, going to high school. And, but he was just always that person that I thought about. He was always that guy. And he says I was that girl for him. You know, we would talk and interact with each other various points of our lives. And then I don't even know how many years ago, however many years ago, I let my wall down and we connected. And I always had a wall up with him because I was afraid of being hurt. I was afraid of the outcome of what would happen if I let the walls down and it wasn't what I needed it to be. But I wouldn't have known that if I wouldn't even attempted attempted to let my wall down. I think that when you're in relationships that are friendships, I think it's so important to let those walls down because if not, the person doesn't truly know who you are or, and it's okay because you may show different things to different people or may feel more comfortable talking about different things with different people, which is perfectly acceptable and that's how normal people operate. So I'm not saying that you have to tell everybody everything. But I think that you have to find comfort in the fact that you should be able to just be yourself and not necessarily, there's a fine line between being fake and phony and masquerading as something that you're really not versus then making a deliberate choice to say, oh, I just care not to share this part of my life with this particular person, which is completely fine. I think another thing tied to the strong relationships is not only do you let your walls down, but you have to be present for that person to make them feel comfortable letting their walls down with you. You can't be the person who just always takes, takes, takes in a relationship and wants the person to always be there for you as a shoulder to cry on or you be there yeah be there for you as a shoulder to cry on but then you're not willing to return the favor you're not present enough 
You're not present enough for them to do that. You're not, you're listening to them, but you're not really listening to them. That's not going to work. But I submit to you that you will have strong relationships if you learn to be a little bit more vulnerable. Number two, I think the second thing that I would say that vulnerability manifests is opportunities. You don't know the outcome of a thing if you don't try it. You have to put yourself out there. I remember when I was starting my journey as when I was in the healthcare arena working at this nonprofit organization. And I had been rejected more times than I can count in terms of positions that I didn't get. And it was this one particular level that I was attaining to be. Like that was the ultimate, like, oh my gosh, I have made it if I'm an accreditation manager. And that was like the job that I coveted, that I wanted, et cetera. I was told I applied for an interview for that job several times. It wasn't until the third time that I actually (laughs) got the job. I was, you know, as I was working at the company and I had risen a couple different levels, but that one job is the one that I really wanted. It wasn't until I actually decided, made an intentional decision to accept a position in a different department that was like a lateral move that then humbled me and allowed me to learn so much. I think that position, that six months taught me, it basically took me to the next level to get to this manager position. So fast forward, I get the manager position about a year later. I don't even think it was a year. I think it was 10 or 11 months. An opportunity came up for the next level, which was an assistant director. In my mind, I'm not even thinking about applying for the position, but somebody came to me the person who was hiring, I think, or the peer, I can't remember, saying, hey, we I think it was the person hiring, saying, hey, you should consider applying for this position. Now, mind you, I'm thinking, y'all didn't even want me at first, and <laughs> now you want me to provide apply for an, a promotion? I wasn't, in my mind, it wasn't something I was necessarily looking for at the time. And more importantly, my friends were my peers. So that's a reason, another reason why I didn't want to do it. Fast forward to, I ended up going ahead and doing it, and I got the job. And and my career just kept going up. I kept climbing the corporate ladder after that. So, but I, there was a moment in time where I wasn't going to do it because in my mind, was I ready to do it? Did I want to be the supervisor for some of my peers who happened to be my friends, some pretty close friends? And I just... I'm glad I did it, but I had to put, my point is I had to put myself out there, but I wouldn't have known if I didn't try. I had to make that leap. There are so many people who I'm sure felt vulnerable, but they didn't give up on themselves and they had the courage to keep moving because they knew the opportunities that it would bring. Do you all know that Oprah was fired when she was a reporter in Baltimore? Look at her now. What if she had given up on herself and said, oh, I'm not going to try to do anything else. Oh yeah, they're right. I can't do this. I'm not fit for this. Then we wouldn't have Oprah, (laughs) y'all. Oprah as we know it. She had to put herself out there. Jay-Z was denied from several different record labels before he founded his own label. And look at him now. He could buy labels. Colonel, what's his name? Colonel Sanders was like 50 or 59 or 50 something and was rejected like a thousand times. His chicken, original recipe, chicken recipe was repeatedly rejected before a restaurant said, oh, okay, we'll take it. And KFC was born. These people didn't give up on themselves. Taraji P. Henson, she's an amazing actress. But I remember reading that she didn't get into Duke Ellington School of Arts, which is an art school, very prominent art school here in the D.C. area. What if she had let that 
determine her drive or her push to do or keep pushing and keep moving towards her goal. Look at her now. So vulnerability manifest those opportunities. That's period. They did. I would say that one, the third thing is that it manifests owning your story. So as you all know, the name of this podcast is Find Your Voice and Own It. And I'm going to tell you the story about where and own it came from. So find your voice was always there. It was when I made a decision. I think I've said this on the intro. When I made a decision that I was going to become an author and I was going to self-publish, I wanted the name of my company to be Find Your Voice. The reason why is that that's what I kept saying to myself in my head. Before I left the nonprofit that I worked at, there were some challenges that I went through at various times and I would find myself, there's always that like thin line between stepping up and saying what you want versus being quiet. So that was an example of me where I would just say, Dana, find your voice, find your voice, like say what you want to say, just figure out how to say it tactfully and correctly. And that's throughout my professional career, not just at at that organization. I think I also, well, I know I also struggle with that at home in terms of communicating with my husband and making sure that we're effectively communicating and we're truly hearing each other. There have been so many times where I didn't say what I wanted to say because I didn't want to hear what his response was going to be. I already anticipated the response. So I would say, Dana, just find your voice. Just figure out a way to say it. Just find it. So then when I you know, went and registered my business with the state, that was no problem. Where I ran into a problem was I started Googling find your voice and realized that there was already, the website was already taken. So I didn't want, I was like, okay, I need to add something to it. So one of the things that I had been struggling with was not just finding my voice, but owning it and owning my story. And that's where Find Your Voice and Own It came. It's about doing that work. And it's a work in progress. I'm no, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. There are still things that I'm working for, working for and working towards. But I do know I had to accept the fact that this inner work needs to be done and you really have to be honest with yourself and truly look at the reality of your life. Like, what do you like? What do you don't like? What do you accept just because you think you're supposed to accept it? Because somebody told you to? Because your mama said that that's what you should do? Because you were the first one in your family to do blah, 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 blah. So you gotta, you have to be a physician because your parents sacrificed for you to go to medical school or your, sacrifice, your parents sacrificed and came from another country. So you will do X, Y, and Z and you will represent as well? Is it that you're doing something because at the time you liked it and it was cool, but maybe you don't want to do that anymore. Maybe you want to do something different. Maybe you want to be something different. It's okay, but you have to do that inner work to really break down to yourself. What does that look like? What do you like? What you don't like? Maybe the first half of your life was what you wanted it to be, but maybe now you just want something different. Maybe you don't want to do that anymore. Maybe you just don't want, it doesn't mean that you're wishy-washy. It doesn't mean that you're whatever. I don't like labels. So let's just start there. I don't like labels. So I don't want to give it a label necessarily, but I think it's important to just accept the fact that 
There are going to be things that you like about yourself, things you don't, you're not going to like about yourself. But you have the power to own that story and then rewrite that ending. Make it what you want it to be. Just do it. Just make it what you want to be, want it to be. This year has been truly a challenge for so many of us. When I lost my job earlier this year, I just thought, oh, okay, I lost my job. Now I'm going to get my book done. Because God said to me, I won't forget it. The night before I lost my job, by that time, that day, I realized like the end was near because my organization has sent an email out saying that X amount of positions were going to be eliminated by the end of the week. I had a special meeting on my calendar. All signs was pointing to Dana, pack your shit basically. So I remember sitting there like, okay, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. And God said to me, and I felt it clear as day. I heard him clear as day. Daughter, I got you. Why do you think your book isn't done yet? I needed you to have a different ending. The hair on my arms stood up. It did because one, I knew it was truly God. Two, I just felt the comfort. I did. So Although I do miss my check, I have not actively looked for a job. (laughs) I just haven't. One, God going to take care of me because he said he would. His promises are forever and amen. So I'm not worried about that. It's been an adjustment. Yes, I've had to do things a little differently. I'm not going to lie. But, and it's not to say that I won't look for a job eventually. Maybe I will get one. I don't know. Right now, I'm focusing on doing other things. I'm building businesses. That's what I'm focused on right now. And I'm okay with that. If that means that I can't get seafood every weekend, I can't get seafood every weekend. I love seafood. Can't fly to Miami or Puerto Rico and spend time by the water, which is what I would love to do right now, especially as it's getting colder. Then okay, I have to tighten my boat. It's okay. But I'm owning my own story. I'm making a conscious decision decision to do what I want to do, how the hell I want to do it. And I don't really care what other people say or think. This is a judgment-free zone. I don't judge other people. I don't want nobody judging me. That was part of the, probably part of this scaredness of putting a podcast out there. It's the fact that people going to judge me. They're going to say, oh, she don't have all her shit together. She don't do this. She don't do that. Okay. Then that's fine. That's okay. I get it. But please trust and believe that I wouldn't be on this path if I know that I could impact women, that I could impact people, that I have impacted women, that I have impacted people, that I do make a difference in people's lives, that I have been a mentor to many, that I have helped them find their own voice. So if I could help them, then why can't I help you? We have to accept that it's so that everybody isn't for us. I get it, which means I might not be for you. You might not, I might not be your cup of tea, which is cool. I'm okay with that. But I, Anya Day, I'm making a conscious and committed decision to be intentional about how I live my life from this point forward. And just because things were one way before doesn't mean that it always has to be that way. So I encourage you to be bold, be courageous, be vulnerable. You got this. You can do it. Whatever it is, that thing that you think you want to do, you can do it. You can. I'm here for you. Grace and peace. Thank you for joining the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review because I welcome and value your feedback. You can also tag me in your stories at It's On Your Day so I can personally connect with you and know who is in my tribe.
I am looking forward to continuing to work with you to write your own story. Until next time, grace and peace.